Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. Kingdom Authority. Power Kingdom Authority. Kingdom Authority. I kind of like that song. This has a little groove I like. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. So excited to be with you all on tonight. God is great and greatly to be praised. I'm telling you, He is truly the author and finisher of our faith. And if we just depend on Him, we can walk in Him and walk with power. Walk with authority. I thank you for joining on tonight. Tonight is a special night for me, and I pray that it's a special night for you all as well. This is the night I have my lovely mother online on tonight, but I want to go into a few things before I bring her on. And for those who had um, said you had questions, just let me know, and I will make sure and bring you on. It's such a privilege and an honor to have a mother who understands um, that the way to um, happiness is through Jesus Christ. And so I'm excited about that on tonight, and I pray that you will be able to join me and um, listen to what she has to say. We're talking about all in the family, all in the family. So let me just pray first, and then we'll get on with our quote. People ask me about the quote often, so we'll make sure to have the quote on tonight and then go into um, what we're talking about tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we love you, we adore you. You are truly the great I am. You are El Shaddai, and you are the God that's more than enough. You are Yahweh, our Redeemer. You are the King of kings and the host of hosts. You are majestic, Father. You are Adonai, and we honor and bless you. We praise you for being our Redeemer, our Savior, our rock, our shield. You are definitely the great idea, God. We thank you for being Jesus, Jehovah, Jehovah Rophah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. We thank you for being the banner over us. Thank you, oh God, for who you are in our life. We acknowledge that there is no other God like you, Father. There is no other God beside you, Father. Oh, yes, we may have things that we tend to have come before you. But, Father, you are the true and living God, and you are the one that breathed life into us. You're the creator of all things, and we understand who you are. Thank you, O God, that you are our Savior, you are our Redeemer. You, God, are the one that keeps us, Lord, in the midnight hour. You love us in spite of ourselves. You are merciful, God. You're You're gracious, and you grant us grace and mercy. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we love you, we praise you for this time, God. We give this time for your glory. It is all about you and it's not about us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for um, joining again. We're talking about the family, lifting up the family. We have a different perspective on tonight. And then in February we're going to go into some things. And I hope you join me on next um, 
next week. We're only going to be on about five, ten minutes. We're not going to be on long because I know the Super Bowl game is on, and many of you said you're going to be participating in that, and I would too, and I am too. So, But I am going to step out to make sure I do um, what God has given me to do, and that's take kingdom authority on the airways. And so we were going to do that. Let's start with the quote, first of all, before we get into something tonight. Our family is a circle of strength and love founded on faith, joined in love, kept by God, together forever. And this should be the basis of our family, um, love and strength together forever, not dying off from one another when it comes to um, broken up relationships. It's about being together to honor God as he founded it on faith and love and kept by him. So I I wanted to talk to some, because some probably don't remember this, but there was a American sitcom TV series that was broadcasted in the 70s, and it was called All in the Family, and I believe it was on CBS television. Well, um, there was uh, later on called Archie's Bunkers Place or something like that. Let me tell you about the All in the Family. It was a show that revolved around the life of working class, um, a working class white man who was a bigot and his family. His family wasn't the bigot he was. Um, the show broke up, of course, and it, its depiction of issues that were previously unsuitable for a U.S. network television comedy. And it, it talked about racism and fidelity. It talked about homosexuality, um, women's liberation. It talked about rape, religion, miscarriages, all kinds of things that weren't touched back in those days on the network. You know, today it's just commonplace. But during that time in the 70s, and I believe it's um, the um, early to late 70s it it, it, it aired, and it talked about, you know, the Vietnam War during that time, talked about impotence and menopause, all things that that had to do with the family, things we've been going through for years, but things we didn't necessarily air out, our dirty laundry. And it was a controversial show. It was a controversial show, and it became such an influence and it had some comedy involved in it, um, but it became such an influence that people just watched it, and it stayed on the air for about eight, nine years, I believe it was. So let me just um, tell you that this this show, I'm going to read something about the show, and I, I got this from people say Wikipedia is probably not a good source, but I want you to know so you can look it up easy on Wikipedia. It says, All in the Family is about a typical white working-class family living in Queens, New York. Uh, it said typical, so that means that there was a lot of this back in the 70s. It's Patriarch is Archie Bunker, played by O'Connor, Carol O'Connor, I believe his name was, an outspoken, narrow-minded white man seemingly prejudiced against everyone who is not like him or his idea of how people should be. Archie's wife, Edith Jean Stapleton, um, is, was sweet and understanding, though somewhat naive and uneducated, and her husband sometimes disparaging called her dingbat. Many, many people knew that. Um, their one child, whose name on the show was Gloria by Sally Struthers, generally kind and good-natured like her mother, but she often displayed traces of her father's stubbornness. Unlike them, though, however, she was a feminist, and she was married to a um, college student, Michael Stivic, and I think his last name is Reiner, and referred to as Meathead by Archie. So Archie had these different names depending on um, who he thought you were or portrayed if it was not like him. Um whose values are likewise influenced and shaped by the counterculture of the 1960s. So the, the son-in-law, his values were influenced and shaped by counterculture of the 1960s. 
and the two couples represent the real-life clash of values between the so-called greatest generation and baby boomers. I want you to understand that this was a depiction. It was called All in the Family, and everyone was in there and differences. Um, for much of the series, the civics lives live in the bunkers' home to save money, providing abundant apart opportunity for them to irritate each other. Now, contrary to popular portrayal of the family on TV, including most recent shows, which really show um, families at odds. We can see them suing one another. There was a soap opera recently. They were talking about how they, one of the brother was suing the sister and vice versa. Um, you find different things where they're jumping in bed with one another's wife, their husband, daughter, mother, sister, brother, dad, and even granddads and, and grandmothers. You know, people are just, just you know, sh- sharing the wealth, I'll say, sharing the wealth with one another. God, contrary, God designed the family to portray his love. You know, I've been talking about love for the past four months. He designed the family to portray his love. And he first designed male and female to join together and bless them to be fruitful and to multiply. That's Genesis one twenty two. Genesis one twenty two. I want to read something from Genesis 12 before I bring my mother on. Um, he even told man to take his family, take his daddy's family, that is, um, and, and make his own, to leave his daddy's family and make his own family. So God really, really um, is, is, um, really wants family um, to demonstrate his love for the people. He really wanted family to be an intricate part of this earth. And so we see a lot of that breaking up, you know, breaking up of families and TV really destroying the foundation of what God intended. And not just TV, but corrupt systems and corrupt mindsets that are trying to destroy um, the family. And what God told Abraham in Genesis 12, he told him, I want you to take your family, make your own, and I want to bless you and I want to bless them. He didn't just talk about blessing just one person, but he was going to bless generations. And what happens, uh, let me just read this, Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Abram at the time, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, I will bless thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and bless, and I will bless thee. And make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance, that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, Sikkim, plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. So understand, God wanted to bless Abram, soon to be called Abraham after the promise. And he said, I want to take you 
and I want to bless you, and I want to make a great nation of you, but you'll have to do something and take your family. And I'm going to keep it all in the family. So I want you to understand the concept. God does not just do things just for us individually. He wants our families to be blessed. He wants our families to be saved. He wants our families to be whole. And that's the reason why we have this particular um, this particular broadcast of All in the Family. And I want to go ahead and bring on um, my mother, Mother Florine Jones. Many people call her in the community and different parts of the uh, the nation. Um, I want to bring her on. She is my guest on tonight. I'm extremely excited about having her. I'm extremely excited about the fact that she is the reason I do, um, I have, first of all, what I have, and I do what I do. Let me just read something about her, her bio. And she's probably not going to like this, but I'm going to read um, the bio anyway. And I want you to know a few things about her. Um, Florine C. Jones, a.k.a. Mother Jones, is known in the city of Tucson, Arizona, as the prayer warrior. She shares her gifts in the community after working 40 years in the defense system industry. While working, she remained dedicated to her husband and her family came first. After suffering from the passing of her youngest child, who passed at the age of 18, Mother Jones sought God to be, in, to be her all and the challenge of having a child go before her. After some years, she began focusing on her husband, Odell Jones, and ensuring all members of her household is saved, that they are believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. After several years of praying, working, and taking care of her aging and sick husband, she was assured just before his passing that her whole household was now saved. Soon after Mother Jones retired and could attest to a life of financial freedom, she was ready to shift her focus to the salvation of anyone connected to her. She began fasting and praying, praying, and got more involved in ministries at her church, Great Simple Missionary Baptist Church of Tucson, Arizona. She had served in different capacities at Great Temple for over 40 years, and with all of her children grown, and she now a widow, she made herself more available to God's will for her life. After several years of fasting and praying, she started a family conference prayer call for every Sunday, where um, one of her brother-in-law soon received Jesus Christ as his Savior just months before his passing. She then was appointed as the leader of prayer by her pastor, Reverend D. Grady Scott Sr. at Grace Temple. She began many functions in this ministry, which branched her into volunteering for four Tucson prayer domains. Many ministries and prayer functions were introduced into the city of Tucson, and soon Mother Jones was called up by several organizations and churches to lead prayer and to sing. Y'all didn't know, but I get my singing from my mama. She was also one of the leading visionaries for the prayer Power and Praise Conference in Tucson, which provided training and the fellowship of prayer intercessors in the city. Listen to this. In 2015, Mother Jones found her youngest son deceased and had yet another journey in Christ Jesus to learn. Um, she had another journey in Christ Jesus to learn God through calling a child home suddenly. This was the most challenging test for her, yet she persevered in Jesus Christ and began an even deeper call to feed the homeless and provide essential needs to those on the street. Mother Jones' heart and, and works for her family to be saved resulted in three of her four children being called into the ministry of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. In addition, many blessings were bestowed upon her and her family. Listen to that. 
Many blessings were bestowed upon her and her family, which are too many to name. In December 2017, Mother Jones was recognized by the Fort Tucson Fair Domain for her outstanding leadership in prayer in Tucson and southern Arizona. She has chosen um, to live her life by this scripture, Matthew 5:16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. I wish that you will all take the time and help me to bring on and recognize my mother, Mother Florine C. Jones. Hey, Mom. Hi. Praise God. <laughs> praise it's God. Nice so happy. Huh? I didn't know you were going to read a bio, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to stop me. So, y'all, this is my mom. You're probably going to hear some engagement um, of how she communicates with me just a little bit. So we'll make sure she knows that we're still on the air, though, and that you're tuned in with us. Thank you so much for coming on, Mom, uh, Mother Jones. I will say I'm appreciative for you taking this time to talk about the family. So I'm going to give you a few moments before we go into any questions if there's something you want to share first. I just want to say I thank God for allowing me to uh, have the opportunity to be on the air with my daughter, this is something I never thought would happen in my lifetime. So I thank God for that, and I praise God for it. And I look at this as a result of God working in my life and raising a family. So uh, these are some of the results uh, that I see right now. And I pray that somebody out in Radio Land, or wherever they may be, may receive something of an encouragement in their life. Okay. Praise God. Praise God for that. I will tell you that uh, you're going to learn some things today for those um, mothers, for those wives. You'll learn some things today that will, I pray, hope to encourage you um, on your in your journey and on your journey. It's amazing how um, God will, will you know, get people, um, how, how, have people to go through things and then in turn, you can learn from them. And so we're just excited about this moment. So, Ma, I just have a few questions to ask you on tonight, and I hope yeah. I don't put you on the spot with anything. But uh, um, what does the word family mean to you? I, I thought about that for a while, and uh, I'm looking at it from a standpoint that a family, to me, is a group of people living together in love, it has to have love, one of the key things, with a leader to guide them. Like in, in the family's case of mine, I had a father and a mother to help guide me the way that uh, uh, God wanted me to be in the final analysis. So I'm looking at it as a group of people to me. That's what it means to me. Uh, they're living together, enjoying each other in love. And there are some other things that go with it, but that I'll get that later. <laughs> oh, well, wonderful. <laughs> so, you know, what did you think about, I know you remember the, the show All in the Family. What were your thoughts about that um, that time, first of all, and that show during that time? Well, I didn't watch All in the Family that much. It was on because you, uh, the family would watch it. But I, there's a lot of things that's on TV I didn't engage in a lot. It's on for background noise for me. 
but looking at uh, that show, it it uh, demonstrated just the object of what I think the head of the family should be like. <laughs> but but yet, his, his bless his wife's heart, <laughs> she was humble and and submiss- submissive to him in spite of his uh, attitude and how he spoke against things. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's just amazing how during that time, the um, the world and what we were going through with a lot of racism and so forth and coming out of the civil rights movement and still it not being um, and still it not being to this point, you know, back in the 70s, even though there were certain things that were passed, we still uh, still encountering some of those things back then. Um, so I, I have a, a question for you. Describe for us what it meant to have um, a family or what it means to have a family. Uh, <clears throat> to me, it was a uh, great joy to have a family. I was raised in a large family, and I didn't know uh, uh, anything else but family. So you all you're never lonely when you got a family. You always have someone you can can talk to, and uh, you can learn from. And in my case, I had four children, and all four had a different mindset. So I had to think of new ideas of how I dealt with each one of them respectfully. So to me, having a family was one of the best things that God could have given me on this earth. Wow, wow. Did you all hear that? To, to Having a family is the best thing that God could have given her on this earth. And so many people, um, so many people, you know, I mean, everyone has their path in life, but a lot there's a lot of people that's going on, you have these, these mothers, you know, killing their babies and um, husbands or, you know, whoever they are, significant others, killing one another. What? Why do you think, and I know this is not one of the things that we talked about before, but why do you think um, the world is going to this point and just trying to destroy their own families? You didn't used to hear of people destroying their own family, but now we have people doing that. Because the enemy has stepped in and corrupt the mindset of people. And it, when the enemy steps in, he's trying to destroy everything that God has sanctioned. Because from the Garden of Eden, God says, go replenish the earth. Anything that God says to do, the enemy wants to go do, to counteract that, that, that particular statement, or what did he says to do. So therefore, the mindset of that person don't have the feeling within her body as she should uh, by having a child, a connection to the child. They don't, they just, they just, uh, I don't know how to say that except for an enemy has taken control of that mindset. Yeah. It's amazing because the we have allowed even the enemy to come in into our homes. And so, as a result of that, you're going to see, um, we're going to see people um, 
doing these types of things more so when we allow the enemy to come in and we don't pray over our families. And tonight we're going to make sure to pray over families. Um, I'll have, let you lead in that, and I'll join in as well. But we want to pray over families, and if people do not pray and 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 eat war, I'll say war for their family, um, and 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 make sure to discipline ourselves within the family. Then we allow anything to come in. Would you say? You're right. You're right. Uh, I be, I had to pray day and night from the beginning of my children's birth, and I still do the same thing today for my children that God has left for me and for my grandchildren and the great-grands. We've got mm-hmm. to continue to pray and ask God's covering because they have so much to face throughout this land. Yes. Yes. So let me ask you this. Um, can you talk about some of the things that you and your generation sacrificed to ensure the families need for that? From, uh, to do what now? I'm sorry. Can you talk about some of the things you and your generation sacrificed to ensure the family's needs were met? Yes. <laughs> some of the things that kind of grieve me at this point in time in my life, but also grateful to God that he allowed us to go through those things. Uh, there were some things that we had to sacrifice I'll speak of my immediate family rather than my uh, uh, sibling-type family. I had to sacrifice so much in bringing four children up to the point where, for example, um, I made sure that my children were covered. Uh, If I didn't have a good dress, a new dress, my children had to have a new suit or new dress. If I, if I didn't have enough food to eat, I would make sure my children were fed first. For example, when they went to school, I made sure they had lunch at school, even if I had to drink a cup of coffee or hot tea for lunch, and that has happened to me. So that's, that's one of the sacrifices. And there's other sacrifices that you do in, in, in raising your family, and that is sometimes you're so tired and sleepy I went through this. My oldest child, he wanted to play football, little, little league football. I worked on third shift, and I would be so sleepy. So I'd sleep in the car while he's playing ball, playing ball with the coaches and et cetera. So you, there's so much that you have to sacrifice. I could go on and on, but that will give you an idea of some of my sacrifices in raising my family. You, you know that's interesting. I remember um, you you telling me, you know, I didn't realize this when I was little, but you telling me how you would you would we would eat, and I don't remember missing the meal. But um, matter of fact, you put me on a diet at five. People don't know that. You see, do y'all yeah. think it's all fun? You thought y'all think it's that. all fun and games, huh? There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> she put me on a diet at five, y'all, to make sure we stay disciplined. Um, in in what our temple looked like, and so um, <laughs> I wanted to tell you all that I don't remember missing a meal, but yet my mother would have what was it, mom, peanut butter or and crackers. I would eat at work for my lunch. I would eat uh, <laughs> uh, 
cheese crackers. Mm. Uh, I can't eat cheese crackers now, but I did at that time, and I would either drink tea or coffee, or I would bring grim, two grim crackers. Yeah. And that was my lunch. Yeah. And let me grim tell you crackers, something. You can, that's what it was. You can survive on more than you think you can. Uh, I, I, I think about that today. I'd buy tea out of the machine for a quarter. So all I need was a dollar and a dollar and a quarter for five days. If I worked Saturday, that was one fifty, and that was to buy my 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 drink. And I would bring Grim crackers from home. My wow! Lord. But Can I made sure that, mm. I made sure that the children had what they needed because I knew I had to work. And I had to eat a little bit to keep a little energy going. So, and, and I, I survived that for quite a while. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm very grateful, and I'm sure my brother is um, grateful, and the other two who have gone on to be with the Lord are grateful for your sacrifice. And um, I, I, we can't thank you enough and thank God enough for what you have sacrificed for us. But it's important, I wanted people to hear that because. So many people are going around, and you'll see some mothers who are dressed up, and their children look like they haven't had a bath, they haven't had their hair done, hair combed, they, they you know, don't have new clothes on. Um, the mother has a weave, maybe has a wig on and so forth, their hair's done, and the little girl, little boy, haven't had their hair done. So I wanted people to hear the sacrifice it takes to make sure, and you're not the only mother, but the sacrifice it takes to make sure your families are well taken care of. I want to move on and say and ask you, why was it so important to see your whole household saved? I believe that when God gives you something, you should uh, should treat it with love and care. I think about when God gave the three men the talents. Yes, and how they, they uh, how the one tr- didn't treat it like he sh- he or she should. Okay, right. But when God returned, he took that talent and gave it to the one that had had uh, 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 re- for lack of a better term reinvested it. Correct. So mm-hmm. Since God gave me the family. I didn't want. I don't want God to come back, and I haven't done what I should do with the gift that He's given me, because I see it as a gift. Uh, I saw each child as a gift. My husband and I, as a gift from God, and I didn't want not one child, and my husband, my whole household had to be saved. I felt like that's the least I can do. That's the least I can do based on the gift he's given me on this, this earthly gift. So I, I I did everything that I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Now I know that I know that uh I had to look at things a little differently because I had to uh look at it from a standpoint, what can I do? 
to make my mm-hmm. house always saved. And I had to live a certain way in my home to demonstrate that to my children and my husband. Now, don't wow. get me wrong. We, I, I wasn't perfect by a long shot. I'm growing toward perfection. Wow. So I had to look at that and do what I could to make, make sure my children would see me doing certain things that when they get grown, they would probably do some of the same things, but it would, would be bad for them. Wow. I, I hope, hope you I all are listening to this. Yes, I am. I hope you all are listening to this. Um, it's, it's, it's critical to make sure your family is saved, that you will see them after this life. That, that, that's really what, Mom, you would tell us, is that you mm-hmm. want to see us later on. I mean, we're not going to all be family, you know, as far as sisters and brothers. There won't be a need for mother, father, um, daughter, and, you know, grandchildren, all that stuff. We'll just be God's children. But we will see each other, right, which is so right. exciting. So I had what? to live a life yeah. that I wanted to show you all what I wanted mm-hmm. you to, wanted to be like. I had to mm-hmm. demonstrate that. Now, I had to mold also. I had to train them to do certain things, like studying God's Word. So I made sure that they, they would go to church and Sunday school where they can understand the Word. I couldn't teach as well. I read the Bible. I can act on it, but I couldn't teach it that way. But I taught mm. by, had to say, precept and example. Now, the kids got, got spankers, I'm going to tell you right now. They did. Because God, when he, when, God chastened those he loved. And I love my children. <laughs> wow. I mean, and we I mean, love you, Mama. Thank you. And we love you. <laughs> um, so I have a, I have a couple of things. I have a few more questions actually. Um, people always ask me these types of things. What are some suggestions for mothers um, that you have who desire to have this kind of impact on their family? The first thing I would tell a young mother is read the Bible, get into your Word. Because when when a child, you, you you when you birth a child, they don't come with a magazine or, or a, a book to tell you how to, how and what to do. So the only way you're gonna know that is by getting into the Word. Yeah. And let let uh, God lead you and show you how you can do things to help that a youngster grow up to be a God fearing child. Because the Word says. Train a child, I think it's, I can't say it like it says in the word, but uh, train a child the way he should go when he's young. <laughs> you might want to repeat that for me, Dan. Train a child the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. They will not depart from it. But he didn't mm-hmm. say they wouldn't stray. Right. They might stay away from it. But you have put so much into them to the point where as they will come back. Yeah. And that's why you sow the seed into the child at a young age as they grow up. So I would encourage all mothers to put a good seed in there because you don't have to worry about it growing. God will do the 
do the do the rest. You just put the seed there. Mm. So all we got to do is make a step, and he's gonna he's gonna do the rest for us. Yeah, he'll do the rest. Because you're gonna you, it, even though you might not think it, I today I remember things my dad told me as a little child, and I'm a great grandmother. He used to teach us all things are lawful without expedient. What what does that mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. What does? But that was a seed he sowed into me. It, and, and 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 I learned during the course of my life that uh, it's legal for me to say what I want to say, but it mm-hmm. may be the right time to say what I want to say. So I hold my peace. So it's lawful, but it's not good for me to say it at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's little things that you talk to your children about and they, when they're young, if you study your word. And guess what? That seed will sit there and germinate and grow. Yes, yes, yes. So we got, basically we got to watch what we say. Got to watch what you say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you so, don't want a bad seed coming up. <laughs> don't want a what? I'm sorry. You don't want a bad seed coming up. <laughs> so true. We don't want a bad seed, and you have said that over and over again. To make sure we plant the seeds that we want to see grow. Amen. Amen. Oh. So let me ask you this. Um, we're going to shift a little bit, and um, you experiencing the passing of your two children. Um, that was very different. One knowing, you know, um, not knowingly, but she had been sick. And then the other one, it was sudden, no sickness. And then your husband and other close relatives. Um, what are some biblical principles that helped you through this that you can share with others um, and their experience if they experience something like this? Oh, God. Help me, Jesus, with this. Um, first, I have to ask God for help. And admit to him, knowledge, shall I say, that I'm weak. And I can't do this. I cannot go through this alone. So I laid myself at his foot, so to speak. And I go by scripture, I think it's Philippians 4.13, that I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just could not do that. I can't go through it by myself. So I was constantly talking to God to give me the strength. And and then I, I would, I don't want to go through all this, but um, the more I talked to God about it, and I started praying to him, and I found myself, I was weeping at the time, but I found myself where tears were dry. And I started praising him. Because I had taught my children how to get back to God. By his word and, and et cetera, and training them the way I, sh- I should, should be training them. So he gave them to me, the kids there it is. He gave them to me. And I thought about Job, how Job, what Job went through. 
The Lord give it and the Lord take it. That don't mean he just snatch them from you, but he takes them home through eternity to be at peace. And my husband, as he passed, that was very hard. I thought that was a blow to my mind. Well, my baby daughter passed first. That hit me hard. Then my husband. My baby was sick. And as you see a sick child, you kind of see that, like, the ends will be this way, okay? But my son, the baby's son, I found him. My God. That was a, like a heart stab, been stabbed. Because I talked to him at 12, and I, he, death came in and took him away. And when I go there, there's nothing. But there's no fear. I had peace inside. Yeah. But it's, it's so hard inside till it's hard for me it was hard for me to overcome. I have not overcome that yet. I'm still going through mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. Still going through the process. But God says ask for, you can ask God for anything. If you do his will he will help you get through the process. That's so true. I didn't mean to be long-winded. I'm sorry. No, that's perfectly fine. People need to hear and know. I know you don't normally share those types of things, but it's important for people to know just what um, just what it takes to get through, and they have to hear it from people. Um, they have to hear it from people sometimes. So and I just what, what add one thing, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Absolutely. That, uh, that uh, I looked at it from a standard standpoint. God gave me four. He left me two. Mm-hmm. He could have called them all, called you all. Correct. He could have. And that's why I thought about Job. He could have called you all, but he didn't. And I'll tell you something else. Be careful of our words. Our, our words does have power. A tongue thing. I said after my baby passed, I told God, I don't ever want to see another child buried. Well, when my baby son passed, that hit me like a bomb. Those words came to me as fresh as I just said it. So one thing you don't do is tell God what you don't want. Right. I learned that. You don't tell him. God is God. He's sovereign. He does what he wants, when he wants, anytime he wants to. Wow. Wow. Because he's sovereign. He can just do that. Sovereign God. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 the, he's the God that, that takes care of us, even in the midst of um, stuff we don't ever want to go through, right? It's it, Things that you don't want to go through. I did not want to go through that again. But he showed me that I'm still God. I'm still God. And I'm going to take you through it. So you're going to be able to go through that. And you're going to be doing something for the building of God's kingdom as you go through it. What a God. What a mighty God. What a what mighty, mighty God. What a mighty God. Thank you, Let me ask you this. You endured some hard times, and I remember people talking about our family. 
and you maintained a godly composure through that time. Even when people would talk about us as we got older, you told us how we needed to act, how we needed to respond, what we couldn't do. You always said that you're Jones and this is how we're going to act and we're going to act godly. What was the main thing that drove you to respond to um, to the talk <laughs> that people had about us, about you? What was the main thing that drove you to respond the way you did? Well, as a child, I have to say this first. As a child, my dad and mother, we was a big family of us, so we would sing and daddy would teach the Bible uh, 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 lessons And We were always In the spotlight So a lot of children And people were jealous Came jealous of our family And what we were doing Because anybody that came to town They knew us Because of what we did And they would talk about it So I've been talked about To the point I didn't My dad taught us Don't worry about it kids just keep doing what you should do and, 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 because Christ was dying on the cross for him, for us. Mm-hmm. And they beat him. They did more than that. They beat him, but he was dying for him. And then they, they sat on him. And they did all these things. They crucified him. Just said, sum it up. So those kind of words were from, that, from a seed that he sowed into me as a child stuck with me. So when people start talking about me and my family personally, it doesn't bother me to the point where I want to go out and do anything. Wow. I, 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 that's why I told, told, my, I told you all, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They talked about Christ. That's kind of how yeah. you see it. <laughs> they talked about Christ. So, therefore, I didn't worry about what they said. Mhm. And I, James one five, I think it says, if you need wisdom, ask God. So just talk to God about it. Don't treat them bad. Just talk to God about it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I tell you one thing. It is. Um, it is critical for us to be able to talk to God, and talking to God gets us through so many different things. Um, it keeps, it really does keep the family together when you talk to God, because God can do. He is, He is the way maker and the miracle worker, um, he he, promise keeper. He's all of that, and He uh-huh. will keep us, and guide us if we allow Him to. So I'm appreciative of the fact that you did teach us that. So I want to shift to one last thing in the past few years. You've become more involved in prayer in your church, Grace Temple, and the community. How did this transition happen? I think it's kind of interesting from the prayer perspective. I was always a prayer. I always had to pray. I was a prayer warrior in raising my kids up from, from your birth, from OS1 on down. But when you came, I really did get gauged in prayer because of your birth situation. I don't want to go into all that, but... God was the only one that I knew to talk to. And uh, so starting into prayer at the church, actually you were a part of it, believe it or not. You were an integral 
part of it. Because I prayed so much, so hard for you and, and the baby son that passed away. Pray mm-hmm. for all. All had situations. So uh, getting into that was through you when you summed it up, by the grace of God. Praise God. I I didn't I didn't realize that until now, so I'm I'm appreciative to hear that. Um, I think there are so many things that happened with your children that I, at later years, have been able to listen to you and every last. And you know, every I think mother goes through something with their children, with all of their yes. children, um, and you've been able to pray for us, even for my oldest brother, and, and and even as a baby, and being a young, not so young, but a first-time mother and having to pray about what to give him, what to feed him, how to do that. And so right. it's so important for people to pray, even over the little things. God can show us what to do. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yeah, I had to pray from, I had to talk to God from baby baby one to baby four. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So and anything, I had, any, go ahead, Ma. I'm sorry. I said I had to really trust to him. I had to believe in him. Yes. It's one thing I will tell anybody. Trust and believe in God. Because whatever he said, he will do it. My dad used to say he's no shorter than his word. If he said wow. believe, believe it, believe it. You may not see it, but believe it. Because he said it, it's going to come. I, I, I say sometimes if I got on blue pants, and God speaking say they're red. They're red now. Because God's yes. word do not fail. It just don't fail. Right. That's why we have to stay in the word, speak his word over our children. Speak his word. They will be great. They will be do this. I didn't, some of the things they did in life, I didn't know that you would do it. But I know that God had control over it. So I didn't have to worry about it. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God, too. I believe it's, it's your prayers that carried us, even when we didn't know um, to make the right decision or we just chose the wrong decision, because some of it we just chose wrong, um, knowing what was right, and we just chose wrong. So I believe your prayers covered and protected us as a result of you um, taking the time early in our lives Amen. So that when we got older, we would be protected by those prayers from years ago. I, and there's a quote that I I feel is so much befitting for you. And I'm not sure, but I'm going to say this. There's a quote that says, I still remember the days I prayed for things I have now. What does that my mean God. to you? My God, my God. I prayed for things that I have now. You asked the question, what does it mean to me? Mm-hmm. It means to me that my God answered the prayer that I prayed way back when. And I knew I didn't deserve, I don't deserve what I got. I don't deserve the blessing he's restored me. But because his grace and his mercy, he heard my prayer back when and answered it today. 
Wow. I have to tell people that I have sinned like everybody else. And if I say I didn't, I make the Bible a liar. Because the Bible said all have sinned and come short. But I thank God that he kept me doing what I was a bad girl. Don't see me wrong. I was a bad girl. But all children, young children, do things they shouldn't do. But God brought me through at an early age to trust in him and believe in him. So I thank God that even though my mother and daddy was praying for me and my his death and the whole family, that we, if they had been here today, they would be grateful to God of what God has done for their children. My Lord, and I'm, my Lord. I'm grateful today what God has done. I don't get the credit because it's God was planning things in me to tell you. I don't get the credit. God does. So I thank him for that. Yes, to God be the glory. To God be the God glory. Be the glory. Listen, I am so happy that you were able to be on here tonight. I pray that each and every one of you that listen to this now and listen to this in the future, I know some people are going to listen to it later because certain things are happening in the um, all over the country, actually, and so may not be able to listen to this tonight, but you can certainly listen to this on Block Talk Radio Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated, and I'm happy to have shared my mother with you all. Um, I want to um, to just go into prayer, Mom, just for a few minutes um, for families, for mothers and fathers and even children, um, praying for those mothers who are dealing with sick children right now um, mm-hmm. and fathers that are dealing with their sick children. Um, maybe they have a child that's in prison, you know, praying for them, and they're not sure what to do. So let's just lift up people, just lift up families, men who are struggling to provide for their yes. family. Let's just lift yes. up families right now. Oh, Father, not God, we thank you right now, Father, and honor you yes, for who God. you are. Yes, God. We come to you, Father, with all our faults. Thank you for, for forgiving us of our many sins. Thank yes, you for Lord. working in our life, Father, where we can share with someone else. And pray that tonight, Father, that something has been said to help somebody. Oh, I may God, not ever, yes. Father, and I don't have to, because we're doing things for the build of God's king, your kingdom. And Father, I'm looking at families throughout the land, Jesus. There's mothers who are hurting, trying to raise their families up. There's fathers who are hurting and suffering, trying to make a living, Father. Yes, God, we Lord. Ask for special blessings on them as they, as those don't have a job, Father, please let them walk to a point where they get a job, Father. Yes, Lord. And God, those, there are, there are fathers in, and mothers in prison right now from their children. God yes. be with them. Lead them and guide their mind to just search for you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, help them, Jesus. And the little children who are sick, Father, touch their little bodies. Mm-hmm. I know what parent how a parent feel with a sick child. And God you brought me through it. I know you can bring them through it, Father. Give them the strength they need, but just let them look to you for everything. It might seem very minor, but look to you. Because you have all yes, the answers. God. The earth and the everything they're in here, you made it. You know what's here. You know where they can go to get help. 
direct them, Father, where they need to go. Yes, God. Oh, God, be that GPS, Jesus. Guide them where they need to go, Jesus, wherever they And, Father God, I thank you for this time, for being on this air with my daughter. Yes, God. God, I thank you so much. You allowed me to live to see this. And all praise and honor to go to you. And I ask everything in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Such a blessing to have um, your mother on. Uh, I'll tell you, if anyone doesn't, has never experienced doing something in ministry with your mother, it is a blessing, I'll tell you that. And especially um, when you when you guys understand one another. You may not always agree with one another, but the understanding <laughs> is so critical. And you get to see one another in ministry. It's a blessing um, to be able to serve under my mother in several different areas over the years, the past few years. Even as a child, when she was, many people didn't know this, she was um, over the, the choir for the youth. Amen. And she would have us get up there and sing. And so um, um, the training has been has been interesting over the years and fruitful. I'll put it that way yes. to everyone. You, you just didn't do anything. It's in her house. I'll let you know that. And we still can't, even though we're grown. <laughs> and my brother can attest to that. So there's a standard, though, um, parents, that you have to have. Your children are not your friend. They can become your friend later on in life. But um, as, as children, as when they're children, you are the parent, and you need to make sure you have that role. doesn't mean you're disrespectful to them and you just, you know, push them down, oppress them, but you build them up so that they can be. And we're not perfect kids, definitely right. not perfect kids but we are definitely striving for, for, for perfection. And so I hope I say that um, in representing my brother as well. Now, I want to ask you one last question before we get ready to quote. You have many people that call you mom and mother, and I have struggled with that. So I am releasing. <laughs> this is my relief to let people know that it's okay. You can call her mom. Um, you can call her mother because what the Lord has dealt with me, that she's a mother of many, definitely in the spiritual and in um, in what can be not natural birth, but in the natural as far as mentoring. So how does it feel for have so many people call you mother? Uh, from the beginning, I thought nothing about it. It, it didn't mean anything. It had It had no meaning. And I didn't care for it at first. But... As I w- work with people, and I look at myself, I'm a great-grandmother, so why can't they call me mother? That's okay. I'm old enough to be a mother. But right. But even though people that older call me mother, it, 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 it helps me to realize that God is working in my life to the point where somebody thought enough of me to honor me in that respect. And it's touching to think about it, the whole detail. So I'm grateful to God that I'm, I've lived a life, I'm living a life where they feel like they could call me mother. Praise God. Praise God. I am, I am blessed to hear that and, and um, also honored to have you be called that. I want to, we're going to close down the quote because we're coming up on our 7 o'clock hour, and I want to close in the quote. But for next week, please join me. It will just be a few few moments, and um, we're just solidifying what we're going to be doing for next next Sunday. But we'll be talking about a couple of things. I want you to hit me up on Facebook, 
Dancia Jones Morris. Make sure you see what's going on with things I got going on with Kingdom Authority. And definitely follow us on Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated under Blog Talk Radio. Follow us so you can be updated. There's some powerful um, broadcasts that are happening um, on, on every week, powerful, insightful broadcasts that are helping us to take kingdom authority. We're talking about authority in the family. It's all in the family. And so finally I want to end this with family, with a quote called, Family like branches on a tree, we may grow in different directions, yet our roots remain as one. Let me say that again. Family like branches on a tree, we may grow in different directions, yet our roots remain as one. And we are grounded. And I am rooted in um, the history and family of my mother, Florine Jones, Clough Jones, that is, and also my father, Odell Jones. What a blessing it is to be. Let me tell you this. Family is important. If you see names in the Bible, if you see history in the Bible of family, God intended for us to have the family that we have. It is not by mistake. It is not by mistake, and he understands why he chose you to be a part of the family you did. So if the family you were a part of didn't serve God, the family you were a part of didn't seem to have it together. No family has it all together. That's number one. Number two, they can get it together if they have Jesus Christ. Number three, if even if some family members don't want to get it together, you can choose to get it together through Jesus Christ. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. Mom, I want to thank you once again for serving um, the community and serving people. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Good, Good night and God bless you all.